Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Looking at the FIFA World Cup quarterfinals and uh, there was more upsets, yet more upsets, more underdogs through to the final. What did you make of it? Who did you have? And uh, what's your your take on the way that these games played out? We'll take your calls on 0800 150 811, 0800 150 because you could win yourself a Charmate Colt 48 Smoker and Barbecue thanks to Ava Living just by being our caller of the month here on ECNZ. But really, uh, let's start with this one. It was the first quarterfinal of the weekend. It's 4 o'clock on Saturday morning and the Croatians took on Brazil. Here goes Brazil, down the right sideline, Rafinha, got Borna Sosa to his inside, threads it in, cuts the cross back and just cleared away by Livakovic. There was a slight touch there that almost took it away from goal, but Livakovic had to react quickly. Here's Vinicius on the right side, cuts it back in towards Neymar, turns, shoots, a block. The clearance is not effective and the follow-up shot from Vinicius is straight to Livakovic, who came out and smothered, but now the flag goes up for offside, attempting to thread it through towards Neymar. Ricochets towards Richarlison, who plays it. Neymar now, Neymar with a shot, saved at the near post by Livakovic, rebounds out, Rodrigo, oh was that a hand from Gradiol, play goes on, Brazil, Pakatar with the shot, and parried away by Livakovic, over the byline for a corner, Rodrigo spins through the traffic and takes over, cuts inside from the left wing, into the middle lanes, here's Neymar, on the end of the Richarlison pass, Neymar, it's saved, Livakovic again, waits, lays it off, strike comes in, and it's saved by Livakovic, who did actually bobble it for a moment, that is full-time from the Education City Stadium after 90 minutes, and there are no goals. Croatia nil, Brazil nil, which means, Archie Thompson, we are off to extra time. The sideline back in field, back to the sideline now for Rodrigo, who curls it in towards the back post, turning up the pace. Pakatar is making the back post run, but the cross from Rodrigo is a bit too skinny and turns the play over to Croatia's favour. Modric a through pass to Pedisic. No one in support. Oh, he's got past two of them. He keeps on going, lays it off, needs a shot, taken, and it's blazed over the bar. A golden chance for Croatia and Marcelo Brozovic's finish was just not up to standards. And now Neymar, who is in the central lanes. 1-2 with Rodrigo. Neymar continues on. Pakatar back to Neymar. Inside the box. Neymar around the keeper! Brazil in extra time. It's that star man, Neymar. Thumps his chest, runs to the crowd. Brazil 1, Croatia 0. Into midfield and striding out forwards is Croatia. Over towards Orosic on the left side of the box. Cuts across back. First time shot is taken! And Croatia do find the equaliser. It's big Bruno. Bruno Pekovic, top of the box. Left-footed strike past the goalkeeper. And near the end of the second half of extra time, Croatia have drawn this game level. It's Croatia 1, Brazil 1. So, first up, Nikola Vlasic of Croatia, who are taking the first spot kick. It'll be the end of either Brazil or Croatia. Vlasic steps up and blasts it down the middle. Equal youngest player in the squad. Livakovic in goals for Croatia. Rodrigo, the right foot. He comes up and it's saved by Dominic Livakovic. 
If he misses this, it's Croatia in. The defender, Marquinhos. He'll take a right-footed shot. Marquinhos, he's hit the post! He's hit the post! And it's out! Brazil have been eliminated! Brazil are gone! It is over! And Croatia live on! Croatia, the masters of the penalty shootouts, have knocked over the Giants. The dream of a sixth star above the crest is over. And Croatia, the giant killers, they have done it again. Croatia progress into the semi-finals. There you go. The Croatians through on penalties against Brazil, who have now not won the World Cup in 20 years. 2002 was the last time. It's going to be 24 years by the time the next World Cup runs uh, rolls around. So, yeah, a big, big miss for the Brazilians, a team that I thought had everything going into this tournament. But Croatia just managed the team, managed the game, managed the midfield and uh, got through on penalties. And, you know, I said at the beginning of, this, of the tournament they were 11th favourites. I said, how can a team that was in the final last time be the 11th favourites this time? They're a dark horse for me and here we are now, they're in a semi-final, Logan. Yeah, that is totally wild. But I, I think, you know how sometimes there's the, a commentator's curse, right? There was this one, I was following the match on uh, on Twitter and then, Chief from Barstool Sports tweeted about the Neymar goal being him deciding it was over, it's done, extra time. <laughs> Spoke too soon, mate. So uh, for anyone, um, you know, if your sweepstake died, your office sweepstake died with that Brazil loss, well, uh, I mean, perhaps you might want to look to, for someone to blame. Just saying. Just, Just saying. Throw it out there. Throw it out there. No more dancing anymore uh, from uh, the Brazilians. Uh, that meant we we, uh, we had uh, the Netherlands versus Argentina coming up, and uh, we will get to that shortly. But Michael's called through. G'day, Michael. How are you? Hey, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Who was? Good. Did you good. have a team in the in the World Cup? Or what, what was your take on the quarterfinals? I, I thought they were really. I'm not a huge football fan, but I guess uh, great to see Morocco come come through, and and I think they could go quite <clears throat> quite a bit further. Um, but my question for you is, um, like England, um, I only getting one of two penalties, but actually getting two penalties in a game, which were really your only chances to um, to, to score a, a goal or two, is that unusual or do you still think France played better than England? I think France played better to their strengths. Um, yeah, I mean, England, they had a couple of other chances. Harry Maguire put a header wide. Uh, Kane got actually found probably about the on the penalty, roughly around the penalty spot with a cutback uh, in the, at the end, towards the end of the first half and skied one over the bar, much like he would with the penalty later on. Um, so they did have a couple of other chances, but I think the French uh, probably kept their cool better. And I also think that Didier Deschamps, uh, the French manager showed his experience of having been there that much longer and having won things before. Uh, Gareth Southgate, I mean, for a team that was dominating, he could have put the foot on the throat, but instead he took off, you know, um, Saka, who was probably their best player, to bring Sterling on, who's been average all season um, and had been away from the camp because he he'd had to go home to see his family because they had a home invasion. Um, and then Marcus Rashford, who was the top scorer for England at the tournament, didn't, he didn't bring him on until with two minutes left. So I think yeah, a lot of it's yeah, down to the management yeah. of the team, to be fair. I, I, I wouldn't. I think there's probably a lot of England fans that are quite happy to see the back of Gareth Southgate now because I think he is just too, uh, what's the right word, too conservative uh, when they had opportunities to, yeah. to, to really attack and, and to really be, uh, you know, to put uh, France to the sword, they didn't do it. 
So does Morocco get to the final? Does Morocco? I, I, I made up. I thought that they had played their final against Spain, and I had written them off. Well, not written them off, but I thought Portugal should have too much. Portugal should beat them, and that didn't happen. Right. Um, so now it kind of feels like I can't say the same thing twice. Mate, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I said I thought the difference between France and England would be Mbappe. He didn't get on the score sheet, but he certainly um, made England defend more over to their right-hand side than they normally would have, and maybe yeah. that opened up opportunities elsewhere. I still think Mbappe is a generational talent, and he's probably going to be the difference. Just one other question for you. I read something a while ago, and they said that, I mean, for me, um, this whole thing was really exciting when right down to, to get into the last um, 16 that you never knew who was going to be there. That changing the format, for the next World Cup, as I understand it, and mm. it's not going to be the same. Do you think that'll take something away from it? Because that that was all quite exciting when you know someone beats someone else and someone goes through. through. I, that sort of made made it really interesting in my book. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of making it. I mean, even though the, the change will guarantee New Zealand gets to the World Cup, basically, or guarantees one team yeah. out of Oceania will automatically qualify. So if New Zealand can dom- continue to dominate Oceania, then that means that. New Zealand should be at every World Cup from now on, right? Um, even though right. That, that's what this means, I'm not a fan of changing the format because I know they're still talking about exactly how it's going to work, but they're going from 32 teams to 48. That's 16 more teams. And you've seen how yeah. average some of the teams in the group stages were. So do you want more average teams at what's supposed to be the pinnacle event? I don't think so. And they're also talking about then uh, to make it work, having, I think, 16 groups of three uh, so everybody plays two games and the bottom team from each of those groups goes out and then it's straight knockout from there. I don't know that that works either. I think no, they're, they're I, trying I to jangle the it. it. Yeah, I reckon the way they've got it at the moment where only two of the four go through, but that that's that could all get really mixed up by, by a surprise result, do you know what I mean, which we, which we saw in this tournament, which is, you know, it's good to see the, the, the Japans and the Moroccans of the world get through, you know? Yeah, totally. 100%. For that format, Morocco might not have got, I can't remember the iterations of it, but Morocco might not have gone through. But, hey, um, wouldn't it be a fairy tale if they did win it? And if they get to the final, they've probably got every chance of doing that. But um, time will tell. Time will tell, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, there's um, the Argentinians and the Croatians on in the other semi-final, which is obviously going to uh, make life interesting because there's a certain bloke called Messi and another bloke called Modric who might have something to say about it, Michael. But thanks for your call, mate. I, I would pick Croatia for that one, mate. Yep, they just got the bottle aid. Mentally, they've just got it. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sort of another, like, sort of, like, you wouldn't call them a dark horse team, but they're not. They were never one of the top four or five favourites. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, interesting times. Interesting times indeed. Um, thanks very much for your call, Michael. Uh, I, I reckon Michael's put himself in the running so far this month that I've heard uh, for that Charmate Colt 48 smoker and barbecue. Thanks to Aber Living, SENZ's caller of the month will win that. It is a quarter past nine. Let's get to the other Saturday quarter final. Talk about drama on drama on drama. Argentina had to win this twice. It was the Netherlands versus Lionel Messi.
Molina, who gets around Blinds, but then runs in field, passes in towards Messi. Quick feet, twisting and turning. He's got two. Oh, what a pass. Back to Molina. Oh, it's amazing. Argentina have found the opener. Noel Molina got it from Lionel Messi, who dazzled. He broke two lines with one pass, Lionel Messi, and found the run from Noel Molina, who then pushed it past the goalkeeper, and Argentina lead one goal to nil. Gets to the left edge of the box, looking for a cross. Gets around one, brought to ground and it is a penalty. Oh, that's huge. He was just barely inside the box on the left side, Marcos Acuna. He drew Dumfries towards him and it was just a very light trailing foot, the back leg of Acuna. The contact was there, but it was right on the edge of the box. Was it in or was it out? So Lionel Messi has 94 goals for the national team. He has nine goals at the World Cups and now gifted a chance to score as many as the number on his back at the biggest stage of football and Messi puts it down the right side. Lionel Messi from the penalty spot makes it 2-0 for Argentina and all but seals their passage into the semi-finals. Left foot cross from Berghaus and it's in the back of the nets. There is a goal. Wout Weghorst gets one back. The tall target men of the Netherlands have done the first part of their job. In the 83rd minute, across from the left foot of Berghaus, from the right flank, into Veghorst, flicked on underneath the goalkeeper. Gakpo with the right foot, Miners with the left. Five-man wall for Argentina. Maybe the last kick of the game. Miners <gasps> rolls it in, set play. Oh, oh my goodness! They've done it, the Netherlands! <gasps> it's Wout Veghorst again! The man mountain dressed in orange! <laughs> And the Netherlands have absolutely bamboozled Argentina with the set play. It's the Dutch 2, Argentina 2, right at the death. And that is the end of the 90 minutes, and we are going to extra time. We need a breather. Played short by Petzela. Now it's uh, Lionel Messi, who's inside the box. Gets out to his left, looks for the shot to curl into the top corner, Lionel Messi. But it's off target. He guides it over the crossbar and into the stands. Squares it in boards towards Enzo Fernandez. Dances around Fernandez, gets a cutback. Oh, Argentina, it's saved. The chance was there for Lataro Martinez. And somebody, somewhere, threw a body part in front of the shot. Here's Messi, squares it inside. Fernandez wants to unleash, takes a deflection, and it's over the crossbar. Second corner taken, shot comes in, takes a deflection, saved again. I think that's hit the post. It might have hit the post. (laughs) That is it, and this game is going all the way. Penalty shootout. Virgil van Dijk, the captain of his nation, the captain of the Oranje, the captain of Netherlands. Has his penalty saved? Emiliano Martinez. Steven Berghaus is next up for the Dutch. He's been immense since coming on. Left-footed strike. It's saved again. Emiliano Martinez has stopped both of the Netherlands penalties. This is the kick for Argentina to send them into the semi-finals. Enzo Fernandez slides across to his left, opens up the angle, stutters up, and he's missed. Fernandez has missed. Lautaro Martinez, the striker for Argentina. He scores! And the blue and white dream is still alive. Argentina have survived the orange scare, but they have sent the Netherlands home. And it's Argentina into the final four of the World Cup. Egg.
Yeah, incredible commentary there, Ricardo, by Jordan Canellis and uh, Rodrigo Vargas. Not to be confused with Rodrigo Vargas, the UFC fighter. Vargas, the football player, yeah. losing his mind in the background there. That was so good. Uh, Roddy Vargas, yes. Yeah, so uh, Argentina, what a game. And, yeah, there was heaps of niggle in this one as well. What you didn't hear in the in the commentary there was uh, just towards the end of the game when Argentina was still leading 2-1, one of the Argentinian players cleaned a Dutch player out and then before the referee could even blow the whistle, absolutely hammered the ball straight into the Dutch substitute sitting on the bench. Um, which caused all of the Dutch substitutes to come onto the field and then it delayed the game by about five minutes. Virgil van Dijk came running in, pushed the Argentinian player over to the ground. Referee probably could have sent about three players off and probably and should have carded the entire Dutch bench because coming on the field under the laws of the game is an offence and you should get yellow carded for it if you're not playing. Didn't. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that there's a lot of players who are lucky they're still available to play in the semi-final for Argentina off the back of that game. Uh, we also had Morocco go head-to-head with Portugal Sunday morning. Could Cristiano Ronaldo keep the dream alive? I mean, on the cards was a Messi-Ronaldo World Cup final. Could it happen? And now Morocco trying to work it forwards into play between Amala and Buffal. Almost comes unstuck, but they followed up nicely. Now Atiatala, left foot cross comes in, and Nesri rises, and it's in there! Youssef and Nesri has found the opener for Morocco! The story of the World Cup. The last team standing from Africa, and they've taken a lead before half-time. Brace yourselves, Morocco. Here they go, oh, inside the 18-yard box, header is on target, and it's off target. Oh, it looked like it was. It looked like it was on target from Gonzalo Ramos, who was rising. Got in between the two centre-halves, and was actually a few yards wide. It's the boy that just come on, Dari. We're in the 82nd minute, Bernardo Silva, cross-field ball from left to right. Cortes on this side, tries to hook it back in the 18-yard box. Clear that. And oh, oh, they haven't cleared it, Morocco. Comes back to Horta, towards Ronaldo, leaves it off to Juiz. Oh, Felix, shot and a half. And it's a great save from Bono. It was on target from oh. Joao Felix at the top of the yes. box. A curling thunderbolt, and Bono was equal to it. Ball in behind, here's Cristiano Ronaldo. Takes oh. the shot, saved by Bono, bubble. And he's held it. It's a very good save. Bono, it was a quick break. It was a long pass along the ground from the halfway line. To Ronaldo, who was stalking in behind the Moroccan defence. First time shot. First time shot with the right foot. Bono put his body behind it, bobbled it, and then jumped on the second bite. It's gone over everyone's head, but picked up by Liao on the left side of the box. Rafael Liao for Portugal. Second ball comes in, Ronaldo, oh, and it's partial post. It was a chance. Ronaldo was there, Pepe was there as well, it and it's Pepe. glanced off the back post, that off the head chance. of Pepe, and it's off target, out of play, and another Morocco goal kick. There you go. That was uh, Morocco, 1-0 over Portugal. And the Moroccans, uh, there's a text come through from Kobe here, haven't conceded a goal during regulation and extra time, if I'm correct. How's, how's that for defence? Well, actually, they've they've conceded one goal at this World Cup. And, Logan, do you know who who they conceded that goal against? Say it with me, Ricardo. It was the Canadians. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, but, yeah, right, Kobe. And it was an own goal. So the only team that can score against Morocco <laughs> is Morocco, by the sounds of it. You know you know what my favourite Ronaldo is? A sad Ronaldo. <laughs> I did see. Because it, it was, I mean, it has become the pity party, right, for, for him. Um, this since, since the whole United thing and, and now, you know, being dropped to the bench by Portugal and things. And 
while the Portuguese players were looking, you know, sort of uh, consoling each other and congratulating the, the Moroccan players, it said everything that he walked off down the tunnel on his own before anybody else left the field. Uh, and somebody uh, did a Photoshop where they put a school bag on him with like all the folders hanging out the top like a petulant schoolboy. And uh, just a speech bubble said, I'm going to tell Piers, um, which I thought was hilarious. So uh, yeah, no more Ronaldo at the World Cup.